This podcast is brought to you by MSW Nutrition. MSW Nutrition is a supplement line designed to help support your body in as many ways as possible, starting with the liver. By helping to repair liver health, you're supporting your body's biggest detox organ so that it can do its job taking care of the rest of you. We carry supplements to help with mood, stress, energy, weight loss, gut health, immunity, and much more. Any product carrying the MSW Nutrition label will be produced in an FDA-certified lab and contain the most bioavailable version of those nutrients possible. Make sure to check out our website at www.mswnutrition.com to see all the latest stacks to help you reach your health goals. All right, guys, well, welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. It's Friday evening, and we're excited to talk to James Quigley here. He's just a kid from Brooklyn is what he told me to say. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm excited because I know you do a lot of coaching and you do a lot of business. And we just talked about like going to Germany about and, and having fun. So I, I can't wait to pick your brain. We also talked about some interesting topics before. So maybe we can get into some of those. Obviously, we have Nurse Doza, my business partner, my best friend. We're going to be talking some health. And uh, other than that, I'm Tex-Mex Yogi. So let's get uh, let's get the party started. We met James. Uh, this past year at Squatch Fitness, yeah, right? is that right? Yeah. We, we yeah. kind of knew you a little beforehand, right? Just by association, yeah, and passing, and, and passing and mutual that. friends and yeah. social media. Yeah. So when when people come up to you and they're looking for help, what is it that you're helping them with? Business these days. Yeah. So strictly business, uh, fitness coaches, uh, helping them get online, learning how to put together their offer. Uh, and in simplistic terms, just, you know, how to make more money with uh, in less time. So you're almost kind of helping them create a brand, maybe an image for themselves, right? More or less the structure of the business. Structure. You know, the, the, the things that often get overlooked. You know, um, what is their client avatar like? Who is their customer? Yeah. What are their customers' needs and desires? Uh, then from there, we kind of start to put the systems in place that they're going to need to get online. And, you know... We often make it harder. I made it harder than it was supposed to be. You know, I've been in the fitness industry for 18 years. And when I looked at the online space, I thought it was a monster. It was like the monster under the bed. I was so nervous about it. It's the same thing, right? All the same principles that it takes to run a brick and mortar mm-hmm. are the same principles that it takes to run an online business. The only difference is the environment. Yeah. Right. And so. My job now is to make it easier for other coaches. Right, right. And have you found that when you see people wanting, like, because a couple of years ago, everyone wanted to get in health and wellness. Like, yeah. everyone's quitting their corporate jobs and saying, I found something I can believe in again and mm. be passionate about. Did you find that most of these people knew nothing about business? Absolutely. And why is that the case, you think, that somebody would just quit their job and go into a world they know nothing about? Passion. Yeah. They think it's passion and because we're told, follow your passion, follow your passion. And what ends up happening when you follow your passion, you lead with emotion. Yeah. And when you lead with emotion, when things aren't going your way, you tend to switch gears. Yeah. And so we saw that a lot a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. You have these people who are kind of getting in over their head. Yeah. They're, they're just saying, hey, I can do this. Someone's doing it. He did it before too. And they understand it is hard work, but they can almost figure it out. But, you know, people come in and the health and wellness realm, can, you can do anything nowadays, right? I mean, it was crazy because two years ago, everyone wanted to open gyms. Yes. Right? And you saw that, right? Yep. You're like, yeah, I don't want to open a gym. 
Yeah. Right? And and you're probably thanking your stars right now, right? Well, I have. You know, I have did that for 18 years. I've opened a few different gyms. And I had, it's a funny story you say that. I was talking to someone about that recently. And I'm like, you don't have to open up a gym to be successful in the health and wellness space. Yeah. yeah. Because what tends to happen is you see the gym owner living this life. You think he has freedom. You think you want to do the community stuff, yeah. all the sexy stuff. You don't see the Sunday where you get called in because your bathrooms are flooded because there's a huge turd in the bathroom. Yeah. And you got to go and clean that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when people open these gyms and they realize, oh, there's actually work to be done. Yeah. I need to know the business side of things. Yeah. It's, it's not sexy. Right. And, and if you're looking at a brick and mortar, you want people coming in the door. Yeah. Right. And so getting clients to come into your gym, you know, people have niches, some that have boutiques like in Austin. Everyone had a boutique yoga studio, mm-hmm. uh, CrossFit. There were several CrossFits throughout the city yeah. as well. You know, but people want to go for the community. Right. Right. They don't want to just go work out at any old gym. They want a community. Right. So how do you develop a community uh, from the ground up? That's a great question. It starts with your values. You know, you have to set your own values so that the community you bring, they share those values. Yeah. Because it has to be based on that. And people have to kind of value the same thing in order for them to kind of want to cultivate together. Yeah. Right. So it starts with your values. Set those up and then make people aware of what they are. Right. Right. From there, you start to bring in one or two good people. Right. It starts with one or two good people that one, they're going to accentuate those values, but two, they're going to welcome more people. Yeah. They're going to kind of be the pillar of what your community should look like. It's the hardest thing is to find those one or two people. But once you do, you go all in on those two people. Right. Right. Because those two people turn to four. Yep. And then four turns to eight. I remember um, a few years ago, I was running a gym and we had two people at our first happy hour. Just two. And we had the best time ever. And we took pictures. And this was there was no such thing as Instagram stories at this time. No. Uh, but we put the, the we put the pictures on the Instagram page. And then the next time we had 10 people. Yeah. And then 15. Yeah. So it really starts with your values. It starts with pouring into the people that do start with you. And then from there, word of mouth. So you have to have a clear picture from the very beginning of who you are, right, as a business. Absolutely. Right. And so how would... Let's say someone has a business idea. Everyone has tons of ideas, right? All day. What's the next step? Take action. Immediately take action because ideas are a dime a dozen. Yeah. Right? And you get an idea and it's like wherever you are, let's say you're in your car. I get my best ideas either in the car or on the toilet. Immediately I'm taking out my phone and I'm doing a voice record. What am I thinking about? From there, start taking action. Whatever the idea is. Um, and you got to put it to market. Yep. You know, I think we all try to like think about every little detail so much. And it's like, whatever you're thinking, just put it out there to, to, to the market. Test it. Let the market dictate if it's a good idea or not. Yep. Yeah. I agree with it. Most people are so afraid about good. It's not going. Oh, Baldur's getting an IV right now. So we're gonna have to switch it again. It probably moved a second. Mm. When people want to test something, most people, I mean, I tend to think they're like, well, I'm going to spend a bunch of ads, a bunch, bunch of money on ads. I have this great product. I got to promote that I have this product out here. What's incredible about it is people don't even master the idea of being able to explain that product, right? Yeah. Because they have an idea. They want to take action. 
they took and they look for advice. They talk to you. Well, how should I do it? If they're asking again three months later, like, what should I be doing next? And they haven't taken action, they're not going to do it. And no. and then and I don't and I don't want to say they're not going to be successful, but it's more of like if you can't take action off a simple idea that you know is probably deep down going to be successful, then then you don't believe in yourself just yet, and that's not a bad thing. Is the idea that. It's one thing to not believe in yourself. It's another to not have a structured foundation for this business. And I think what most people re don't realize is having a mission statement, mm -hmm. having pillars, having three or four or five words to describe who I am and what I do, that's everything. You don't need a business card. You don't need a website for no. that, right? Like think about it. When you start a gym, you probably had some gyms that didn't even have a website, right? No, not at all. Then You didn't need it, did you? I didn't even have a website when I started my online business. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. Most that's people, <laughs> most people, there that's you go. Very interesting. Most people s hesitate and they wait because they think they need a website, they need a, they need a logo, they need a brand, they need ten thousand followers, and you don't need that to start an online business. You don't need any of that stuff. It's exactly what Bald what um, Doza just said. What's your mission? Yeah. What are your values? What do you stand for? And then getting getting to know your customer. You know, it used to be business used to be create a product. And then go look for the customers. Yeah. Now it's the other way around. Now it's let's figure out who the customer is going to be. Let's figure out their biggest problems. And now let's create a product for those problems. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because uh, whenever I, we moved here, it was like just about two principles. And now it's like, like we'll figure it out. Like yeah. I, I can always figure it out. It's not a problem. Like between you and I, we'll figure things out. Right. What's the two main things? And I said, like, I'll, I'll, I'll take the plunge with you take a page, you know, take a pay cut, come move in with you just so that we can start saving money mm. and invest it into the business and the time as well too. And it was just like, as long as we're educating other people and we're also helping others grow, yeah, then we're good. Like everything else will just fall into place. And that was like the two principles that we followed for every single company that we've ever worked with. And, and the rest didn't really matter. Like, yeah, of course you need a website, but like it doesn't really matter because I already have those two principles I can move forward with that, right? Like right now I'm I'm doing also some business coaching, and it's it, it they get people get lost in like oh but it, this is not clean enough or like oh <laughs> it's in a better picture and I was like you could have made a thousand dollars already and then paid someone up to to move that picture the way you want it. Absolutely. Uh, you know like yeah. that, that that whole aspect of like let the business start working for you quickly before you you know because then you work together, and then you find out. You know, uh, a great quote that I love is the path will reveal itself along the way. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're going to find out w everything you need to know through the action. Um, I think there's two kinds of people. When you're a kid, are you the kind of kid that you have a box full of Legos? Do you take one Lego out of time and you build just like what you see on the box? Or do you just throw the whole thing out? And you're just kind of grabbing Legos and you just start to, you don't know what you're going to create, but all of a sudden you're having fun through the process yeah. yep. and you create something, right? Yep. I've always considered myself the second kid and you learn, you just learn so much about what you need to do. But it's again, comes back to what are your principles? What are your values? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny because for me, it was like, because uh, there was always like uh, a thousand pieces or 500 pieces yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So for me, it was always like, I want to get it to look like that, this 500 piece, but I want to do it faster than the last time I did the 500 piece. Yeah, you have a little game with yourself. Yeah, so then it's like, yeah, so it's like, I want it to look exactly like that, but I want to do it faster than last time. And then that was my game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's where I'm at with teaching coaches. So it's like, okay, 
let's say what's the outcome for your customer right now what do they want what's that one thing if you can grant them one wish what is that one thing great now direct all your efforts and your energy to become the best you can at solving that one thing yep and what you do is you learn to do it faster instead of trading your time for money all oh, 10 sessions here 20 sessions there no 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 trade the outcome because now let's say the outcome takes you 90 days well now you figure out it can possibly take you 45 days and you become really good at getting that person to that outcome now you're more valuable yeah yeah and you develop a system in the place right Absolutely. like you, you you what we love to do is write things down and reflect on what worked and what didn't work yeah. and so it's one thing to have success. It's another to not have success. I think you have that regardless of whether you open a business or not. You're going to have success and failures. But failures are more experience, right? So you say, all right, we tried this. You know, this worked, this didn't work. And I think if you take emotions out of it, right, mm -hmm. you know, and just say, all right, cool. Things here went really well and better than expected. And here it didn't work as well. You know, what could we have done different? What did we miss the boat? We basically backtrack. And like CJ, who was here earlier, he always liked to work from the from the back and then work, you know, backwards on it. You know, work, yeah. So and so, I'm thinking like, all right, cool. What's our end result here? From A to B, A to Z, this person wants more energy. That's what that's the pain point, right? So from a business standpoint, always hit on pain points, right? People basically buy mirrors, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's like, hey, I want to lose weight. So I'm looking for something online that's going to help me lose weight. You want to lose weight? I can help you lose weight. You know, I, I got I got some information for you that could help you right that's all people are looking for you have a problem i have a solution for you right just like you said baldo used to tell me all the time when people would come in i would give too many options yes right yeah. don't give them all the options just tell them what they want and i was like is it that simple and you're like yes yep. <laughs> that's yep. exactly what it is tell the people it exactly is. what they want and i was like well i don't want to decide for them and they're like that's why they're here they yes. already looked for something like this you have a solution now give them that solution yeah right yeah yeah it's well it's funny because my because we always talk about like creating a product that d doesn't even, because the the whole Ford quote, right? Like the whole I don't know if you ever heard that quote before, where they asked him like, "What's the?" Uh, oh no, he said he just I don't know what they asked him, but the, he just said like, "Well, if I gave people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses." Yeah, right? yeah. I love that quote. Yeah. yeah, I love that quote. Yeah, yeah. and then it's just, but it's true, right? Because a lot the people don't know what they want. They, they know, know what they want a solution to something, but that's all they know. So when we're when we're trying to create a client avatar, right, it'll be based on what are their fears, what are their frustrations, what are their wants, which is short term, and then what are their aspirations, right? And then we'll go through that, and I'm like, what's not there? And they'll be like, I don't know, and I'm like, their needs, yeah. which you get caught up on. We know what they need. Yeah. If someone wants to lose weight, you need more sleep. You need all the unsexy stuff. They're not looking for that. They don't know that that's their pain. They don't know that that's their problem. They only know, I, I got to lose this, right? I'm grabbing at my, I'm, if you can't see me, I'm grabbing at my stomach right now. <laughs> grabbing my, my little pooch. I just, I want to get rid of this. This is my pain. So if I start telling you all the things you need, that's going to go over my head, right? I only know what my, I only know the pain I know. So it's, that's what you got to talk about is their pain is like you said. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it doesn't really change. I hate to break it to you, but if you want to go into health and wellness, the secret is people want to feel better. They want to lose weight. There's, there's three. There's three there's big three rocks. Ro the there's three big uh, main rocks. It's burn fat, gain muscle, get out of pain. Wow! Right there, yeah. you can build a whole business off those three principles. There's no That's secret, it. right? That's it. That's it. 
That's and it. we built gyms, supplements, apparel, online coaches and courses. Like off of and everyone wants to lose weight. It's like this. I, I'm also, energy, I energy. Energy. You also yeah. said too, like uh, pain. Yeah. Pain's never going away. Yeah. Right. People want to get out of pain. Like one of the biggest things. It's a bigger problem to solve. Right. If you can get someone out of pain, that's a bigger problem to solve than the guy who just wants to gain five pounds of muscle. Yeah. Right. You can intertwine those two, but solving a bigger problem is going to make you more valuable. It is. And it's more difficult because most people who are seeking you out for your services have tried a few things already. It's rare that you're the first person or the first thing they've attempted. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's, it's just rare. If that's the case, it, it, it's, it's on you to present them with the right option from the beginning because you basically have a customer for life if you tell the right thing. The people who have vetted other people are coming to you already half skeptical, but they're looking for answers and they're almost kind of hopeless. So this is where a lot of people come in and can basically sell anyone anyone. If you're looking for pain points, oh, I can get you blah, blah, blah. They'll buy $1,000 worth of stuff, turn around and go, none of that worked. Because the thing was, they didn't want to buy a bunch of products. They wanted someone to come and tell them, this is how you're failing. You're not doing it right because you need to be doing this way. And if you don't like what I'm saying, too bad. This is the honest truth. Accept it, right? If people say, I can't lose weight, this is what I usually ask them. How often are you pooping? And they say, what does that have to do with losing weight? Exactly. It says everything. You've tried every diet. You've tried every exercise. You've been to every it's gym. Like it's got to come out somewhere. It's got to come out somewhere. <laughs> You're backed up. You can't lose weight because something else is going on with you you haven't even thought about. And there's one lady I'll never forget. I always say this story. She said, uh, I can't lose weight. I've tried every diet. I've tried every gym workout possible. How often do you go to the bathroom? And she said, I go Fridays and Sundays. That's mm. when she poops. And I always get that wow. reaction too. And people say, wow, that's, that's not normal. And she goes, well, that's my normal. So I said, okay, let's flip this. What if your problem is something you never thought about before? Having someone from the outside looking in saying, hey, have you thought about this? Have you seen the trend here? Have you considered this? Because I've been observing you for a while and people seem to really gravitate towards this right here, you know? And, and in business, you start with four or five things maybe. All right, I'm going to try a couple of things here. Maybe some work, some don't. But what happens is, like you said, the demographic, people gravitate towards whatever it is you're throwing out there. That's the law of attraction. If you come out and you say you're disorganized, you're going to get a bunch of disorganized people. If you say I'm a free product placement kind of deal, you're going to get a bunch of people who are cheap and want free stuff, right? All the time. So I'm sure one of your other principles say don't sell yourself short, right? I would say make sure you always know your value. There we go. You know, always know your value. And typically, especially in, in, in our spaces where it's so personal, your customers are really reflections of who you used to be. Hmm. Right? They're, they're where you yeah. were at some point, yep. And what they're looking at is where they want to go. Yep. You are a reflection of where they want to go. So it's pretty easy to just kind of understand what got you there. Now, you may not feel at your best at that moment, but they don't know that. <laughs> Right, And at some point of what your best is, is where they want to go. Yeah. And so once you know the steps, which is three to five steps, I think the biggest mistake is we think we have to be like 20 steps ahead of the people we're serving. Uh, yeah. Right? yeah. And that's not true at all. It's really three to five steps ahead because if I'm always looking to improve myself, then you and I are along for this journey together. That's right. Right. We're just walking along this journey. Yep. I may be a little bit ahead of you, but I'm just grabbing behind me and I'm just grabbing you along with me. Yeah, I, I agree. And the, the principles that you're mentioning right now are not 
just applying to the health and wellness realm. You're talking every single form of business possible, right? Because uh, he gave me, uh, Balder gave me a great book, um, uh, Dale Carnegie, Napoleon Hill, Built to Last, uh, Jim Collins. All these guys. Those are so good. If you haven't read any of those books, yes, and they're wonderful. Built to Last still changed my whole life. But think about Dale Carnegie talking to somebody about General Motors and Ford back in the early 1900s. Everything he talked about, if you pick up that book, it still applies to right now on how to be a, a, a personal uh, individual, shake hands, look at someone in the eye, uh, give it direct answer, right? Feel trustworthy. You always say, like me, know me, trust me, pay me. Yeah, that still holds true. true in every single business. No one will pay you if they do not trust you. The second so they true. see you, yeah. they start forming an opinion. Why is this guy, when well, he's got this on him and he's talking like this and he's dressed like this, if you come across in a way that is not to their liking, they're going to move on. And that's fine. But like you said before, don't be afraid to stand up for what you believe in because you're going to have several other people who see that that say, you know what? This guy might be the right guy for me. wasn't for the other person, but this person might have something I need. Oh, All right. Absolutely. Now, now think of it like this. How many times do we see either business owners, influencers, or people passively, passively aggressively, I should say, passive aggressively, that's the word, Yep. kind of bash their customers yeah. without even realizing it, <laughs> right? It's like, yes, you want to stand up for what you believe, but are you putting your customer down at the same time? And so if your customer's not really concerned about the product, more about you, Yep. They're, they're looking to you as the leader that's going to lead them out of their pain. Yep. And you're shitting on them. <laughs> How's that going to work for your business? Yeah. I, I agree completely. I, I've seen it because people are very vulnerable in a situation where they're asking for help. And it doesn't mean they're a, uh, a naive person. doesn't mean they're oh. ignorant. They're really, they don't know. They would have figured this out a long time ago. Obviously, totally. they haven't, right? And they could be the smartest person in the world. But it, what we found is health doesn't escape anyone. Like, you have to focus on health no matter how successful you get. And the people who become successful aren't necessarily people who take care of their health, right? And people who are smart in business aren't necessarily the smartest in the classroom. It looks at coming down to, okay, I understand my demographics. I understand my product. I know my product in and out, okay? It doesn't mean I have the best product out there. I just know my product this well. And when I know it this well, I can talk three hours about it. An elevator pitch, why is this drink better than any drink on the market? It has multivitamins, the best caffeine you can find, and it has glutathione in it. And it Bam. took it took me what four years yeah. to get down to a three word reply, a rebuttal. And and you practice it all the time. So now you talk about getting out of your comfort zone. You want to own a business, you gotta talk about it. Right? So let me hear it. And you hear this all the time. People come and say, so What's your business like? You're like, all right, well, this is what I do. And then it's like thirty seconds of all over the wall stuff. Yes. You're like, you lost me. You lost me. I'm sorry. Well, that and also sometimes they're just not even excited about it, right? They're like, uh, oh, well, I, oh, like I do this. I consult some people, and I was like, so like, you know, would you sign? I'm you not going to sign it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not signing up for you. You can see their body language. Yeah, right. Yeah. You can see their face. You can hear it in their voice. I was like, oh, I'm just like busy all the time. Yeah, I'm just working. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Like, wait, what? And <laughs> That's what are you trying thing. to sell? I know. Yeah. Should I buy that? I don't yeah. think so. Well, it's like when you go to the, I don't know, back in the day it was like Circuit City or go to a car lot, right? You know, looking at cars. The the people who are interested in selling you something are going to jump right in. Like, hey, man, I got something for you, blah, blah, blah. Other people are kind of like there for the paycheck. They're like, eh, okay, yeah. They just kind of lollygag up there. People that are in business, just because you're a business owner, doesn't mean 
they know what they're talking about. They could be just super passionate about it and said, I'm just going to quit everything and just start this. But then you see past it because you say, okay, you have my attention laid on me. I have something that's going to change your life. Really? What do you have for me? You're going to feel better than you ever felt. Mm. Well, I'll ask you this. Why do you think that's such a lost art these days? Because of the disconnect you have learning how to interact with humans. Exactly. And what we think about here, especially in this past year, we have everything online this in the thing. matrix and the phone. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a quick example. So uh, was it two years ago, I think, we were uh, at the at, at the lounge, and uh, these two IVs were going on. Younger people, right? Uh, early 20s for both of them. A uh, guy and a girl. Yeah, Baldo's there in the corner. I'm giving the IVs. The girl's sitting there already getting the IV. The younger gentleman comes in, sits down. Apparently, yeah. they know each other because she's like, hey, how's it going? He's like, hey, what's up? He's already on his phone, you know. Mm. She doesn't say anything. Then 10 seconds later, she says, hey, so what happened to you the other day? And he's like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I had some things come up. I couldn't make it. And she's just kind of, uh-huh, mm. and didn't say anything. There's no one else in the room. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to say something. I'm going to say to the guy, I said, I get the impression that you were supposed to meet up with her somewhere at a physical location, I'm assuming. He goes, yes. I said, you mean to tell me this was planned, right? I'm assuming. He goes, yeah. So she showed up, was waiting there for you at a predetermined location, predetermined time on both your calendars. Did you call her? And I'm guessing you missed out. You flaked. Did you call her and tell her you weren't showing up at least? And he says, no. That's why the whole conversation started. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have the balls the or decency. the decency to tell her I'm not going to show up at all. His reply was, that's just how it goes. That's, that's what happens. What does that come back down to? Well, Accountability. I, Values. Values. Yeah. It comes back down it to comes your down values. values. And I think that's a lost thing these day, this day and age, right? What do we value? You know, and I'm not knocking anybody, but just look at what happened in 2020 with people trying to make extra money. Everybody went only fans. Yeah. Right? So what are we valuing these days? Our values are all over the place or they're non-existent. Yeah. Or they're so... I don't know. Well, like, we don't know what our values are. That people don't even know that those things are even values, right? Like that's... That's another thing. Well, imagine but because like I've I've had that pff, countless argument just like with people like bailing on bailing on me on from, the ghosting from thing. Yeah. Well, not that, well, yeah that sure, term. That's I didn't even know what that term was. But from like from? even like like from going yeah. climbing or doing something or like yeah even on yeah. a date and and where I'm just like why didn't you say anything and it's upsetting because it's like well I'm fucking busy right like I got shit to do and I planned this day around this so I can do this because I want to have fun and you just didn't say anything like that's not. But there's I, no consequences. There's no consequences. There's no yeah. consequences. It's like, oh, yeah, just going to ignore it. Because they can get away with it. Because what will happen is this. No yeah. one has the decency to stand up and say that's not right. So what I was trying to do, and this was like my old man kind of like dad voice coming yeah. in. being like, I told him, I was like, dude, that's not cool. I said, I would never do business with anyone who let alone stands me up and let alone never tells me the reason. And yeah. here's the thing. I, I, I hate to pick on the younger crowd, but December – this past year, there's three separate instances where this happened. Mm. Someone flaked on a podcast, didn't call and show up. Someone yeah. was supposed to do a workout with us, didn't even show up, and there were supposed to be other people involved. And we were supposed to help work. And when you look at these people in the eye, when they come to you next time, this is what I love. You shake their hand, and you look them in the eye, and you get one of those firm handshakes, and you say, how are you doing? And you mm. just kind of nod at them, right? And they know what you're thinking, and they know they screwed up. And it, it, but, but do they? 
They do because what here's what happened. Be- you you have to let them know, right? And here's why: because the decency and the values today are different than before. So, for example, well, who's going to bridge the gap? We well, have to. Well, we have to because yeah, think totally. about it. you can break up over someone over Instagram, right? And over text message. Back in the day, you would have to literally go to their house, talk to them face to face, and say, "Hey, I don't want to be with you anymore." Or call them on the phone. Or call them on the phone. <laughs> and then, sure, but yeah. it's still love right. the dear, But the dear John letter back in the day was crap. Imagine you walk home to your house and all of a sudden your wife left you and there's a letter saying, hey, I'm gone. That's the Dear John letter. Yeah. There's yeah. no explanation maybe or maybe like you're like, well, I didn't see this coming or whatever. But it, to have the decency to actually talk to another person and say, I value your existence. Yeah. I value that you have pain points, you have feelings, yeah. you have emotions, that you made time out of your day to come spend time with me. Yeah. Because you didn't have to. You could have spent time with anyone else. Yeah. You could have bought a product from anyone else. Like we know people do IVs. All over town. We know there's gyms all over town. Why do I go to Squatch? I go to Squatch because I know every time I go to Squatch Fitness, I can run into someone like James. I can run into someone like CJ. Yeah. I have a meaningful conversation, even if it's for five minutes, and I will feel like it. I got value out of that conversation because you uplifted me in a way of just maybe just interaction face-to-face, a hug, a handshake, a physical interaction. When you're online, this is the difficult part. You have to hit pain points on someone who can be someone else behind their computer. For sure. And it's really hard to connect with people in that way because sometimes people aren't on- honest. If you're face-to-face with someone, you take their word for everything. Do you believe in this product? Yes, I do. If you believe in it this much, I will believe in you because here's what happens in business. Baller and I are the uh, expo guys. So when you see a booth somewhere, Baller made a living off of being out of booth trying to sell a product. I came on board. Think about it. We're doing IVs and shots. We yeah. met at a pop-up, right? What, so what is this thing you're doing here? Are you the IV guy? Blah, blah, blah. That's awesome. Cool. Usually what happens is people don't know us. They come ask us very specific questions. They say, so what are you selling here? Tell me a little bit about your product. All right. You have two minutes. Right? Tops. A tops. Yeah. Right before they're already checking their phone again. If that's the case and they like you, they do a follow-up question. So tell me how you came up with this. At that point, the change happens to where now that like me, know me. Yep. And when you sell them on your story, which is, this is my best friend. We started this from the ground up. Yeah. You know, he used to live with me. You know, we, we shared a car, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's he's Uncle Baldo, right? Now they trust us. And now they said, okay, I trust the product. Now I trust you. All right, so will this really work? Yes, it will. All right, here you go. Yeah. That art of the sales, I didn't know until I met him. Mm. Well, we call that on the online space, building no like and trust. No like and trust. No like and trust. Okay, tell KLT. Me more. So it's the same thing that you were talking about. Like no one's going to buy from you if they don't trust you. Yeah. So if you're doing so in the online space, you have to use your social media to do that, right? And so they have to get to know you. And then once they get to know you, they start to like you. And then as they get to like you, you start to bridge that gap so that they can trust you. Yeah. You know, and a couple of ways to do that using your social media is actually putting your personality out there. It's not with the pretty pictures. You know, four years ago, maybe even three, it was like put a nice image, nice little motivating caption, and that was it. That doesn't fly anymore, right? People need to see you. Even if it's a crappy, grainy video, you talking into that video will do more for you than that old picture that gets a lot of likes. And that's that's the difference. The indicators on... Uh, social media is not about the likes. It's about the engagement. Yeah. yeah. And the and saves a, and like the... Right. Yeah. So 
well, what's the what's the indicators on making the actual human connections, right? Them going, them learning more about you, uh, sharing a little bit of your origin story. Like people hide, they kind of hide. They put the filter system. They want to make it look like, oh, if I start to go a little crazy here, guys, I just finished my IV and I'm loopy <laughs> and I feel really good. <laughs> so instead of running from your 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 private life and not trying to share that stuff being vulnerable is pretty much one of the best things you can do so when coaches start with me what i share with them is like you have to invite everyone on this journey let them like let them see you as a student not the expert like oh my god i just learned this from my coach look what i learned because one when you share what you learn you get to learn it twice but second you're inviting the audience in for the ride now they want to root for you and then what you start to do, more or, more or less, is you start to condition them to be like, oh, if Doza's got a coach and he's learning all of this stuff, huh, maybe that's the trick. Maybe I should get a coach too. And so that's how you start to build that know, like, and trust. Yeah, and you have to have an advisor, someone to give you honest, non-biased feedback. Because if you have a bunch of yes people in the room, they're going to tell you everything you want to hear, and it might not be the correct way, especially like what, what people think business is like is they think it's a straight line to the top if you have a really great idea. There's people who might not believe in your idea, and if you don't believe it, like yeah. just look what happened with Jesus. Right? Like, I mean, <laughs> What he, did happen with Jesus? Yeah, well, <laughs> he was stoned because no one believed him. Like imagine like he didn't stoned have a good— Stoned like rocked. Like He didn't have a good sales pitch maybe. He may have he smoked did, a little he bit. He might have smoked a little bit. But he, he didn't convince people enough to make him believe, like make them believe like this guy's really going to benefit us. So in the business world, there's a new product that's hawked all the time, especially online. And ever see a sponsored one on Instagram, it's usually something I've been searching for, similar to it, right? Even they record it now because I said something, right? They're like, oh, now it popped up. I'm looking for this. Whenever I see a new shiny product, a new shiny ad, I think from a business standpoint, how much money was spent trying to capture my attention, right? Because this new product came out of nowhere. If it's a new product that's never been invented before, you have to spend a lot of time and effort to try to get this person on board for it. It's interesting because in a business perspective, as a coach, you might say, is that working for you? And if they say, no, sales are not working, then you say, you got to adjust. How tied are you to this idea? Are you willing to adapt? Are you willing to break down every belief that you have about this and say, it's not working, I need help? Right. That's where the coach comes in, right? That's where the coach comes in. That's where the consultant comes in. You know, and that's where it's like, that's where the market comes in. Yeah. You know, and you have to be willing to take the hits. You have to be willing to take the risk to put it out there and just get that feedback. I, it's really the feedback. Yep. You know, you have to be open to it. And I think the biggest struggle a lot of people deal with in business is the ego. Yeah. You know, that ego is just like fear of being rejected. You know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a part of our brain, right? Yep. It's a part of our natural brain to just fear being rejected and kicked out of the tribe. But you, it's so necessary. It's so necessary to put yourself out there to see what sticks, what doesn't, um, and you're going to learn so much from that. You're going to learn about yourself. It's market research. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Your market research. It you can, is. You can see. It just hurts a little bit. Well, it's honesty. <laughs> it's honesty. Well, Think, it's also going to build that thick skin. Yeah. It's going to build that. So when you have a rejection, Baldo said this before, 
he, like I said, Baller's the best salesman I've ever met. He said, remember business cards, right? When you would give out a business card, you had to give out 100 business cards when before you got one callback. Yeah. Think about that. 99 mm. no's before someone says, yes, I will listen to you. Yeah. That's incredible because how many people would stop at number 10, at number 20, at 50, and say, like, man, no one is listening to me. But did you change your approach? Did you change what you were saying? No, I just did more of it. <laughs> so rejection is a muscle. You have to build. It's, it's like anything else. And you can do that strategically. So there's a, a really fun exercise that I learned it. Um, God, who is the guy? I don't know his name. So if he's listening, maybe. Awesome. You know, this is yours. It's not mine. But every time you go get a coffee, ask for a discount. Yeah. Ask for a discount. You're not going to get it. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. Like, why, why would I give you a discount? It's not about the discount. It's just about saying someone telling you no. And then you just come back and be like, ah, I was just joking. No problem. Or you sure you're not going to give me a discount? What happens is after the first five or ten go by, you realize you're not going to die. You're still alive. Yeah. Yep. And then you can start to actually have fun with it. Yeah. Oh. And then every once in a while you get that discount. Yeah. You it, never yeah. know. Yeah. You never know. I... I personally love getting rejected because that's where the sales begins. Yeah. Once the first objection comes down, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's sometimes my problem, actually. Really? <laughs> With women. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. But yeah, me that's too. the ego killer, that, yeah. right, right? Like the rejection. Yeah. Because it's pride. Well, we're, we live in a world now where we think everything's just handed to us. Yeah. Right? We just press Amazon. It's here in two days. Uh, not even. Right? Yes, 24 it hours. Yeah. If it's two days, we're freaking yes. out. Yeah. So it's the same with rejection, right? Once you tell me no, okay, it's no. I'm like, no, that's, you just got to work a little bit harder. Yeah. You just got to find out a little bit more, exactly. build up a little <laughs> bit more trust. Yep. That's all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it is. And I, I think there's a distinction between, you know, going down the path that doesn't look like it's going to lead to anywhere and, and then, you know, adapting and changing your path. There's, that's different than saying, like, I know this is a good product. I just haven't figured out how to promote it yet. Yeah. If you keep changing and adapting... I mean, you could always adapt. You can always change an idea, mm -hmm. right? Like a belief is so hard to change. If I believe this is the best thing out there, you're going to have to change my mind. If I have an idea that I think this idea will, will revolutionize health and wellness, imagine someone comes in and says, man, you need to do it this way. That the idea sucks because we've had this. Literally someone many times has said, like, you need to change that. And it was like, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. It got us here. It got us here. Yeah, but you want to go up there. Right. You want to go. So you have to. You have to let go of these ties to where you say, well, I'm not going to budge on this. Now, now I say you have to do a distinction because this isn't different than your pillars. Right. You cannot change from your pillars. That's at right. the very beginning. Remember, you start your foundation. That doesn't change. All the things after that can. What got you here won't get you there. Right. That's so it's correct. like all the things that you've done to get to this point. Now you got to look, okay, what can I do to go forward and who can I be? Who must I become? That's one of my favorite questions. It's like, who must I be? I have this thing I want to do. Yeah. Am I the person that's doing that right now? Or who do I have to become? What are the qualities that I got to adopt so I can, I can do that? I can be that person. And I think it's a really good yeah. place to start when you're, when you're trying to level up. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you have to always want to adapt you want to evolve you want to improve like think about the iphone right like they're always improving right they got yeah. the new edition we got this new and think about it. everyone always wants it 
right? Always. Always wants to, And all they add is like we switch the volume button here to uh. the side. But what happened is you have this community to where all the foundations and your ideas that they knew exactly who they are. And they're willing to buy their new edition because the foundations never change, yeah. right? Apple said we're going to have an unhackable program, and it's going to be user-friendly. Yeah, and that's it. And that's it. You yeah. said Starbucks, right? This guy loves coffee, right? Balder uh-huh. loves coffee. Me too. All right? Guess where he always loves to drink his coffee? Starbucks. Why? Well, I'm traveling, especially because okay. it's because con- of the consistency. Like okay. you know what you're gonna get. Right. Like it's. I don't think it's the best. I would never claim Starbucks is the best coffee. Right. But it's con- like you're gonna get a decent cup of coffee at the right temperature. It's always tastes the same. You know, there's a couple of <laughs> there's a couple of fitness entities that kind of mirror that, right? They're not trying to be. Um, they're not trying to get you to like the 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 athlete to the next level what they're looking to do is just be a household name to get the person that wants to get off the couch yeah yeah so let's say i'm traveling right and anywhere in the world i can recognize starbucks yeah right so there's a couple of companies that do it pretty well where like well we don't care about you know the 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 level three person we care about the person that's just like i need to get off the couch i need to do something oh they 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 right away think about that brand yeah that's just very recognizable yeah so that's something that's something to think about yeah. Well, the thing about it is that I have two coffee shops around cl- close to this business that I go, right. that I visit, that are just fantastic. And yeah. they, you know, micro lots and they only work with this type of, you know, all this. St- like there's a big science to what kind of coffees they select right. and then how they brew and all that stuff. But when I'm traveling, like, man, it's never the right size cup. Like it's like, you know, it's always like weird. And it's like, it's not enough coffee. Uh, coffee. Like, <laughs> so it's like, I'm going to Starbucks because I know I'm going to get the right size. I, you know, I'm, and it's exactly the same no matter where I go. They use the same filtration system. So it's going to taste exactly the same. And then, I, you know, I don't have to worry about anything. And then they have free Wi-Fi. Right. And clean restrooms. So your values. That's it. It's the that's, values. What that's, the, it's, that's your he's values. He's not going for coffee. Right. He's not going for You're coffee. going for the experience and the service and to know what you're going to get. That's what you like. Yep. You want to know what you're getting. Me, complete opposite. Complete opposite. I like the the weirdness of a new place. Sure. Yeah. I like the the, the change. I like um, maybe the coffee's fantastic, maybe it's shitty. Yeah. You know, but I, I value <laughs> I value the experience yeah. of the actual change. That's yeah. what I like. Yeah. I, I do want to yeah. go back to one more thing because we're yeah. on this subject, and it's funny because like there's been plenty of times that you get rejections and you and you do your your business or, or like you're pitching several different things, and at some point it's just it's not happening. And uh, from a customer, from a sales standpoint, one of my favorite questions was like, "Is there anything I can do to earn your business?" That's and they question. will tell you, "Well, if I could just get that extra thing for free, yeah. would, you know, I would do it." I was like, "Done." Like, you know, and then yeah, it's just that's, like, that's and how so simple great. is that? <laughs> that's so how great. simple is that? Oh my gosh. Right. And you, sometimes you buy these like sales courses yeah. right? and they kind of fly you around the moon. And all you had to do was just that, yeah. that one question. How can I just, you know, what can I do today to get your business? Yeah. Yeah. Or can I ask you a question? Like, yeah, that is yeah. whenever the ejection happens, that's yeah. my first thing. I was like, can I ask you a question? Yeah. If it wasn't for the money. Would this be something you'd be interested in today? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, now you just isolated the objection. Yeah, because yeah. you now know what the problem was. Right. Yeah. Well, th- well, that and the thing about it is that, well, you're still here, right? Like, so you, uh. there's something you like, right? Like, you would have been gone. Already. Well, you, yeah. you continue <laughs> yeah. the conversation. You yeah. continue a conversation because I, ABC, right? Either a phone call, someone makes a sale on each call. Whoever hangs up first made yeah. the sale, right? So 
like Balder, I'd never forget this. Like he was up front one time and there was like only a couple people in the in the place and he was checking someone out and he had their card in hand, like their credit card. And he had already said something about something else. She was buying this, blah, blah, blah. And he turns for a second away, then turns back to her. He goes, if I told you one more thing that would help you save more money, would you be interested in that? And she's like, well, of course I would be. I'd be stupid not to. Okay, if you do this, blah, 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 and add this, I'm going to throw another 5% off. She was done. Mm. Yeah. It and he sold like a, a, another $200 or $300 on top of that sale. Yeah. And I was like, I've never seen that before. Where did you learn that? From all the times you were rejected, yeah. doing this face to face, right? Because well, you just get better at your questions, right? Like That's you get it. better at like, how do I get to that answer? Because like, or else they would have been gone. Especially like working in, at, at festivals and events, like they're, they're not interested. They're they're not even they walk by. They walk right? by. They're, they're like, oh yeah, great, awesome. Like see you now, thanks. And then they yeah. just don't even they don't care. I love talking about our first sales jobs. Yeah, I love that <laughs> stuff. So my first sales job, I was 16 years old, and I did yeah. telemarketing. Uh, that doesn't even exist anymore. It's illegal <laughs> to do telemarketing. Right? I was a telemarketer, and I worked for this company. It was like a boiler room kind of experience, yeah. right? It was just like all these yeah. older guys smoking cigarettes in the building, right? And I was the 16-year-old kid who lied on his application, <laughs> and it was beginner's luck. So we were selling actually not any products, but making the appointment for uh -huh. Thermogenics Windows, that's all it was. It was just a window. So all I had to do was call cold call and get someone to say yes to an appointment for my person to come in and give you a quote. So it's my first day. I'm just I'm there and I'm listening to this one older guy and he's got like one of these immaculate voices that doesn't match what the guy looks like, <laughs> right? But he's got an immaculate voice. And I'm listening to him, I'm listening to him and then the boss comes in and he's like next person that gets that gets an appointment gets a $50 spiff. Right, which is like it's, it's you get fifty dollars. Yeah. Okay, great. So I pick up, and I call, and I'm just kind of doing what the guy did. Yeah. Right. Just kind of like asking questions, asking questions, and she's like, "No, thank you. No, thank you." And I'm like, "Ma'am, can I ask you a question?" She's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Can you just touch your window?" She's like, "Just touch it." I'm like, "Yeah, just just touch the window. If you just do me a favor, just you know, just touch your window." She's like, "Okay." And she touches the window. I'm like, "Is it cold?" She's like, yeah. I'm like, how about if I, you know, what if I told you that you're probably bleeding about 10 to 15% off your heating bill each month? And that's, you can feel the cold coming right in. All I want to do is just send my guy down to you. Just going to give you a quote. That's it. Okay, let's do it. First call ever. First sale ever. Yeah. Boom. Got it. 50 calls went by, never made another sale. <laughs> never did another appointment. But, you know, everybody was like, the new kid got it. But it was just, one, it was beginner's luck. Two, it was, all I did was just ask her a, a, but another question. But expectations change, right? Like, oh, it's going to be that easy. And yeah. then, like, it's not. And then you get, like, uh, deflated because it's like, man, it's not that easy. And then, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then you have to rebuild that whole, like, I guess I have to find all the rejection. Yeah. It's, but it's, you, it's, I but, love that process. But you're a critical <laughs> thinker on the spot. Right, because think about it. you know you're throwing a sale and you can see someone kind of like, uh, whatever you know. And you're like, okay, okay, let me scr scratch the script. Right, right. That's what you did. All right, pain point. You perfect. Right, it changed the whole dynamic. Touch your window. Yeah, physical touch. Right. All of a sudden, it's like, damn, it's cold. I got you now. Right. I would have literally been like, well, if you don't want to be cold anymore, then you should use our windows. Right. And you said, here's one more pain point. 
10 to 15 percent off your bill you're bleeding money right now yep. you want to keep you want to keep throwing money down the road? that's fine yeah. we want to help save money you want to save money i mean that's literally you change it everyone wants to save money i don't right. care how rich they are they will call back and say hey you were supposed to take 30 dollars off my bill yeah Oh yeah, it, it was a thousand dollar bill, but they're calling back for thirty dollars. Well, that and when like your wife goes shopping and she's like, "Well, I bought all this clothes because I saved like so much money." Yeah, yeah. So how much <laughs> I spent? It's how much I saved. How much <laughs> I saved? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, I got it because it was twenty percent off. Yeah. Now, so, so do you find that like you do sell a lot of sales coaching through that process? Or, I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I do. Uh, we have to because coaches don't don't have that experience anymore. They're not coming in uh, with any kind of like even speaking of uh, a background. Right. Yeah. Or so back in the day, I always used to tell people, look, if you want to be a personal trainer, go work the front desk. Like that's the best place to ever be. Go work the front desk, go become a sales consultant. You get to meet everybody. You get to learn all the sales processes and then you get on the floor. It's night and day. Now it's literally teaching people how to speak. Yeah. Yeah. I really agree with that because they're not used to speaking with someone anymore face to face because no. everything's done online. Well, here's, here's the thing, too. So they all want the website. They all want the button that says push here, buy now, right? Mm -hmm. And here's where, here's the difference between them and how they're going to compete with the Pelotons of the world, the Amazons of the world. They have to get on the phone with someone. Yeah. They have to talk to them because Amazon, Peloton, you know, all of these major companies are spending millions of dollars on amazing copywriters. You can't compete with that. Yeah. yeah. Where you're going to be able to compete is getting a person on the phone yep. and doing exactly what we just talked about. The personal mm -hmm. touch. The yeah. idea that, you know, actually, if you look at a bank, you look at a service, yeah. I want customer service. Customer service will make your business. And it doesn't have to be a team of people, right? Because think about like a, a bank, right? Yeah. Their customer service is on point. If you call them bitching about something ready to let this person have it and they're on the other end like yes sir i understand sir what can we do to help to correct this but i mean to the point where they never blow their gasket mm. that saved that customer because they're i'm gonna leave this i'm never gonna come back all of a sudden they want to be in a customer for life just because you took care of them and what i imagine nowadays the customer service is not even going to be a phone call it's going to be email it's going to be a message that's the thing I, quickbooks you you have to get through like 20 emails before you get someone online yeah, yeah. and it's like they don't care Right, like the bigger corporations don't care. When you talk to someone, I'll, I'll, and you mentioned this, this is a perfect example. So, someone called my cell phone, who was buying our supplements. Now, mind you, I don't just give out my cell phone, but she found one of our supplements that had like my cell phone or a website or something. I don't know. So she called wanting to ask a question about the supplements, and I said, "Well, I think I might be able to help you with that. What is, what's your question?" And she, and I mean, I'm driving in the car and everything. She's like, "Well, I had a question about this. And I've seen this on your website, but I just..." I, before I bought more, I wanted to know, I wanted someone to answer this question. Well, I would be the person to do that. Lay it on me. She answers it. I give a big explanation. How do you know so much about this? I said, well, I'm, not, I'm the president of the company. Are you serious? Like, she's like, I didn't, she goes, I am so sorry for calling you and bothering. It's like five o'clock your time on a Friday. And I was like, I don't care. You had a question. You call me. I'm glad I just picked up because otherwise I would have not picked up. I would have lost that sale. Yeah. yeah. And so guess what she did? She got on the off the phone, got online. She purchased four products. She was mm. going to purchase one and maybe a second one. She wanted to buy four. And she's been a repeat customer yeah. for since then, yeah. two years ago. Yeah. And it's only because <clears throat> I literally spoke to her on the phone. I, I mean, think about it. I'm the president. 
Yeah. Oh my God! I got the president on the phone, and he was able to tell me about this product, and he cared. He remembered my name. You know that you will never ever beat that service. Just like with Starbucks, if you spill a cup of coffee in Starbucks, it's up to that franchise manager or that employee to basically replace that cup of coffee. If they do, and they do it for free, you have a customer for life. Customer service is a lost art too. You know, it really is a lost art. I think it often is done out of fear. Yeah. Right. It's done out of fear. It's yep. done out of fear of making a customer angry or getting a bad review yep. versus the other way of being proactive and creating the experience. <laughs> right. That's the way customer service is supposed to be yes. done. It's, hey, before before you've even stepped foot through the door, how can I help you? Oh, I love it. Yeah. You know, how can I make your experience here, you know, the best that we've ever done or what, you know, how can I live up to your expectations before that pe that person's even had a chance to experience it? It's about being proactive versus being reactive based out of fear. I agree completely. I have another example. So Chick-fil-A. I went to Chick-fil-A like three years ago, and I haven't been to Chick-fil-A in like 15 years. I just don't eat Chick-fil-A. Mm. And so we went there in, in Oklahoma, of all places, with my family, uh, my, my in-laws, and uh, we went with our kids, with all the other kids we met, too, to go play on the playground, right? So that's what it is. It was cold. It was snowing. I'm sitting there, the women are talking, the kids are playing, and I'm staring at everyone. I'm looking at the customers, I'm looking at the organization, I'm looking at the 30 cars outside mm -hmm. that basically are all buying this food, and then there's 30 new cars in the span of two minutes. Like, it's a beautiful assembly line. I noticed two things that happen. In this organized chaos, a person spills their drink on the floor. Five Chick-fil-A employees rush over there wow. to clean it up uh, automatically, and then a sixth person, I swear to God, comes in and replaces the drink already. Like, here you go. The manager comes over to check and make sure everything's okay. The customer's like, everything's good. It was just my fault. I'm so sorry. Has a new drink ready. After that, a few minutes later, this old gentleman, about 80 years old, walks in, kind of just moseys on in, buys an ice cream. It's 10 degrees outside and it's snowing. He buys ice cream from Chick-fil-A. He's standing there by himself. The manager walks over there, shakes his hand, talks to him for 30 seconds like they've known each other. Like he's in there every day, and then the guy leaves. Mm. I said, of all the places and all things to do, he said, I'm going to get it in my car, drive in the snow, I'm going to get some ice cream from Chick-fil-A. Not because ice cream is great, because the manager remembers my name. Yep. I don't have to wait in line too long. I can get in and out. They cater to my lifestyle. I mean, to me, I was like... Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays, <laughs> and it's still jam-packed. Ah. Values. Values. Always comes down to values. And wh why did they get busier in the past couple of years? If This is just a side note. They're a Christian-owned company, right? Like right. the people who own it are Christians. They came out with some kind of idea that didn't go against the norm. I think it was almost like a, they were against homosexuality or something. I think they came out. And, and like, they, they were outspoken about they it. They were outspoken right. about it. The in a time of customer service, when people are like, you can't do that, you can't say that, guess what? He says, I'm going to stand my ground, whether you agree with it or not. They had a, how much of an increase in sales after oh, that? Crazy. Yeah. Like they had to basically build a second drive through because they said, and people said they stood their values, they're American or whatever it is. They're, like they basically, whatever they bought into, they went to it. Now, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying they stuck by their values and people flocked to that. That's where we have to get back to. Yeah. I don't have to agree with it. I don't have to buy it. I can just turn this way and go that way. I think that's where we're all, we're in this, we're living in this time where we think everything has to 
to be the, the exact same way. We have to think the exact same way or else it's a threat. Yep. Right? And that's, God, we're so far apart. Like, there should be, that, that, that company should be allowed to have those values as long as it's not hurting anybody. Yeah. This company should be allowed to have these values. And you know what? As the consumer or as the person, I now have a choice. Yep. That's where we have to get back to. We have to be able to have different choices. Whatever happened to Discord, right? Discord yeah. is, you learn so much from Discord. I learn so much from people I disagree with. Yep. Yeah, of course. I learned another I point it. of view. I love it too. And I'll tell you, the most honest customer you can have is the person that does not buy from you because they will tell you straight why they do not like you or your product. Yeah. And you have to ask them. Like you said, the customer service aspects say, well, tell me what we did wrong. The reviews. Here's what I'll have a problem with, especially in this culture today. If you have a problem with the service, if you have a problem with the food, if you have a problem with the product, don't go straight to Yelp. Don't go straight to Google Review. Go to the place of business. Go to the owner. Go to the manager because that's how I always say. Imagine it's not the cashier's fault that they screwed up, right? They're overwhelmed and, I mean, they're having a bad day. You know, he's 18 years old for crying out loud, right? His girlfriend just broke up and the world just ended, right? But the manager in the back and knows that this kid hasn't had a break in a while and he's overwhelming this kid. Right. And all of a sudden there's bound to have errors. Right. So imagine if you were to just say, hey, manager, I got a problem. Uh, you know, we never got our, our food in time. The, the food was cold when we got it here. I just want to say, man, like, I don't know if we're going to come back again. You know, like we really used to like this place a lot. But now, like, you know, this in disarray. Fix it. That doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't happen. And I'll, I'll tell you why. People don't value their communities anymore because of social media yeah. because they're connected too much and worried about too much about stuff that's happening thousands of miles away, right? And I say this all the time. I'm like, if you want to make an impact, if you really want to make a difference, right, you're socially aware, get off your phone, get out into your community. Yep. That's where you make a difference, right? They don't, people don't value their communities anymore. They don't care. It's not, they I think because they just move so much <laughs> yeah. or they're just, you can literally tap into your phone and you're, you're thinking about what's going on in California in seconds or what's going on in, yeah. you know, across the world within just a matter of minutes, that whole community aspect, that vibe of, let me go talk to the owner. Yeah. All right. It's yeah. like be here now. Yeah. Let me talk to the owner that, you know, that's where, God, that's where if we're going to change anything in the world. It's, Start in your own communities. I, I agree so much on that statement right there. Everything gets brought to you. You have to go out and make the initiative, the action, right? Another example. There's a Mexican restaurant in town. The owner shakes your hand every time you're at the cash register checking out. Yeah. He didn't bring you your food. He didn't welcome you when you came in. He's just thanking you for being a customer. Here's what he does. Gives you the best handshake, like right in the middle of the palm, and he squeezes just a little bit to let you know who's boss, right? And then he looks you in the eye and says, thank you for coming. But the way he says it makes you feel like he knows you. He might not remember. He sees thousands of people a day. But he looks at you like, hey, what's up, man? It's you again. Yeah. Voted best handshake in Austin. <laughs> Honestly, all the Austin yeah. Chronicles said best handshake. I didn't even know that was a title. I didn't even know that was a category. Uh, they made it just for him. How many people come back almost like, I'm not, I don't care about the food. I want the handshake. I yeah. want to see, I want to see the owner. People come over here and now they're like, oh, we got to see Baldo and John, yeah. right? Like, that's really cool. Oh, you could come get an IV from one of our nurses. No, I want to talk to John and Baldo. 
Why? Because we took the time from the very beginning. When you have a new business that no one knows about, you have to talk all the time, which means you throw yourself in the most uncomfortable positions and places possible, and you have to be very vulnerable. Why would I get B12 shots? Why would I get glutathione and IV? What's this NAD about? Oh, well, it's blah, 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 blah. Well, why wouldn't I do that? So when you say it over and over again, you build this rapport. Every time they come in, they're like, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. I want to know that whoever's taking care of me, that I get a chance to speak with you. And that's fine. If you are really good at your business, you can step back eventually, have a system in place, an infrastructure to take care of all your people. But here's what's going to happen. Your business, if it's set up that way, it might not be relying on you. If your business is just you, the whole business relied on you, which means every part of you has to be presented to the customer in a very in very much a way where they will understand exactly who you are, why you're passionate about what you do. I mean, they might even know about your family. They might know like where you're from. They might they before the sales made, they will say, Where are your parents from? I mean, I've had that before. Where where did you grow up? Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do anything? Yeah. Well, I heard that's like also a southern way of doing business. Yeah. You know, I was I was told that. Like, yeah. look, when you're gonna move to Texas from New York, <laughs> here's how they do business in the yeah. South. The little small talk. Yep. Right? Everything. You get to business and then you end with a little small talk. But that's so I mean, why why don't we do that more? Yeah. Right? Like in a place like New York, it's like, hey man, you're you're so worried about getting screwed over. So you're just like, just tell me what you need. Tell me what you want. That's it. But I like this way of doing business. I because it's personal. Yep. You know, how do you do all those customer service things on the online space as a health and wellness professional? You do them very very small details is like let's say let's use Instagram. Most people put you on a pedestal. They see you as a celebrity. So when you respond back with a voice note or a picture, mm. right? It's like whoa. Yep whoa yep. like oh my god that's so personal um something that my coach used to do that i've learned and i've taken now is that whenever i write him like what you know uh, some sort of win or success that i had he'll do a little dance and he'll send it to me and i know it's to me because he says my name he's like nice job james and he starts dancing well now i do that and now my customers love it and so they can't wait to share their wins with me so there are little things that you can do, like the handshake version yep. is sending a voice note, is taking time to do a little money dance, right? Yep. These small little details go a long way. Uh, yeah, and referring to them by their name. Big time. The name is so critical because in the online space, everything has been scaled out. Yep. Everything's now done by a virtual assistant. And so all of these coaches are so, they're so far away. Because what they're trying to do, they think that, let me put all of these barriers because they think interacting with the customer is what's burning them out. Yep. And I don't want to switch gears here, but what's really burning you out, it's not the interaction with the customer. It's because you're living too emotionally in your business. You're passionate about every little thing. You're so emotional and you just keep it in that fire button, right? Where it's like, just look at certain things as logistical, Yep. but your customer interaction that's where your heart's got to go into. Yep. That uh, you sh you should live for that because otherwise, you know, how I mean, you could develop a product that basically people buy it, you have no direct connection to, you're not the face, or you're not the spokesperson, totally different, which is yeah. fine. It's totally different. If you're the business, right. You yourself are the product. Right? And what happens is the consumer is what you're marketing towards. We were talking about that the other day, right? 
The consumer is everything. You can vote with your dollar. You're the 99%. Yep. Marketing dollars are thrown your way to grab your attention. So your value as a consumer means that you are the most important person I will talk to today in my business. I don't care about the next 10 people. After you, you right now, we need to talk. What can I help you with? How can my business help you grow? Yeah. Imagine you change the conversation that way. Online, a website says, I'm on this website. Every time I go there, I learn something new. Every time I talk to this guy, you know, he messes me. He holds me accountable. He's always emailing me, stay on top, one step, two steps ahead. He integrates my life in ways that I didn't even think I needed. And now I'm better off for it, right? Because like you said, most people don't know what they don't know, yep. right? And when you're on the online business world, you have to basically transition that personal relationship online. And the stuff you said, the voicemail, that's golden. Well, information's free. Like, it's not, information is not the determining factor of someone's buying with you That's these true. days. It's not. I mean, you can go on YouTube. I can I can learn from the best minds of the world in history yep. for free, right? What's that, what's that separator, right? It's that little interaction. Yep. It's that yep. personal connection that if you just take two seconds, right? It really, it's like two to five seconds. Oh, I know. Right? It's not that long. And what you're doing now is is you're building those personal connections over and over and over. It. Those are emotional deposits. They, they, yes. Yeah. Yes, they are. You and, know, that's yep. the bank account. That is. And I see uh, there's a couple people online that are kind of big now that are putting their cell phones out there. I know it's a fake Google number. Or something, yeah, but I have like, one of those. But text me. Yeah. It works. It works. I can text the guy directly. So much better than an email. Yeah. Who the hell likes email these days? No, and like I don't even check my email as much <laughs> uh -uh. anymore, right? But if I check I, my email twice a week. But uh, but think smart. about CRM, right? Client relations managers yeah. and stuff like that. Imagine I go to a place and I get a text message right after that. Hey, we just want to say thank you for being our customer. It's huge. Oh my gosh. I mean, how many times you told me like just call them, new client. We I would be the one. I would get my cell phone because we used to just use the cell phone uh for for the clinic line. And I would like, do I just text them? It's like, yeah, just text them. Okay. Thank you for coming in. We really appreciate it. I hope you had a great time. If you have any questions, let you me know. If you have any questions, let me know. Yeah. How many people said, dude, that, that was built amazing. Our business. That built our business. I mean, Ooh. now like it's automated because we deal with so many more people. But a text uh, message but, built, our on, uh, built our brick and mortar. I mean, that was like one of the first processes we built. That, that was the first one of the first systems. That was like every client, after the fact, we follow up. And we say, hey, how was your thing? Glad you came in. Did you have any questions? How did you feel? And, and was, that was it. And, and it was like the most special, like people, I mean, come on. That was, people raved about that. And it was one more step. One more step. One it was just step. one more little step. That's oh. all it was. Well, when you're building that, I mean, I mean, if your business is going strong and you're skipping that step, you know, whatever, like maybe that doesn't affect it as much. Like it'll make it even more special. I'll tell you that much. For sure. That's, that's not a problem. But when you're trying to build a business, all those little wins add up, right? And that means that you, that you get there quicker. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, and then at some point we were able to afford a system that can like should just yeah. do it for us, but you don't want to start with that because that system's no. expensive. It's like three hundred <laughs> bucks a month for some of those <laughs> yeah. systems, right? Right. right. Like I literally just invested in one of those systems, yeah. but I went two years without it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to start organically. You have to build it yourself because here's another thing: a system only works as good as you do. Yeah. yeah. So it's not. It's going to enhance you. So if you're not doing that system yep. already, you don't really have it all figured out. You put the system, it's like, oh shit, I don't, I don't. Like you got to yeah. tell the guy that's building it for you what to do. Yep. Yeah, he doesn't know what you need to do. Yeah, well, even like on the nutrition side, right? Like people buy stuff. The thing they write the mo the the biggest review about is how we wrote them as a, a personalized note with their name on it, saying mm. thank you for. Oh ordering. my god, that was th great. Th that's the that's the thing that they they like a handwritten note. 
it's so important. Yeah. Well, what's funny is that we ask for like, hey, how did the product feel? Like some of them answer that. Yeah. But the majority will be like, I really like that note. Like it was special. And they'll put put pictures on it, you know, put it on Instagram. Like, oh, we got a note. It's like so-and-so, like whatever. And it's it's (laughs) incredible because literally, like think about it. Let's say you have an online client that signs up. Imagine how big of a difference it would be that you get a Christmas card handwritten, mm-hmm. mailed to you somehow, not an e-vite or whatever right. email, like basically in the mail, because no people don't really get much in their mail nowadays, but they have it. Like, this guy took the time to say thank you. Well, now it's like you take your money and you invest it in something, right? So you get a product. That's great. But now you see someone appreciating the money you gave them. Mm. That's really what it is. It's like you want to feel appreciated as a customer. And, and Ani says, like, everything in the world wants to be appreciated. Yeah. So you just want to be appreciated. You want to know, okay, yeah. I invested my money. Yeah, I got my product. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about the product. Thank you. But that little extra step makes me feel really appreciated. That my not that my money just went to your yeah. next Tulum vacation. Yeah. It was like I paid for that. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. of course I got it. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's like you that that little step just is like, oh, I'll do anything for you now. Yeah. I I'm at, I imagine this. So like I don't drive a fancy car. I don't care. I, it's not my big <laughs> deal. I just don't care about it. Like I just I don't agree. need cars that way. I agree. Um and I imagine like what would happen one day if I just roll up in like the fanciest new luxury car outside our clinic. People would know you rented it. <laughs> but they would they look at me differently? Like, yeah. damn, that's why he was upselling me on that thing last week, whatever, because I'm basically paying for his, his car payment now. Right. Yeah. You know, so when you make emotional and financial decisions, you know, you basically have to know that you have to do what's in the best interest for the business and the customer, not what's in the best interest for you. I didn't start a business so I could go get a Tesla. Like, I, that's mm. just not the case by any means. But then I say, well, what imagine if I had the money to buy 10 Teslas? Right. Would my business change? Would my model change? Yeah. Because if your intention and your values start changing to, I'm trying to shoot for this and this is my goal, if it's a materialistic goal versus, you know, a sound goal that builds the community, you're going to be a staple in that community. And Built to Last taught me that. Do you want to know how the businesses last 150 years, 200, biz- 200 years in business? The little things. Values. Values. Yeah, always. Think about Disney. People who worked for Walt Disney were Disney fanatics. They could not get enough of it. People who used to work for R.J. Reynolds and Philip Morris, those people used to talk about how they would send packs of cigarettes home with the employees. Every one of our employees' families should be smoking cigarettes. I mean, that's crazy, but people bought into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it helped the business model. I mean, but the, that's taking care of your clients. I mean, we do that for our clients. It's a value. Right? It's a value, right? right? Like, hey, we're going to take care of you. You're going to work with us? We're going to take care of you. And then, yes, there's an aspect of like, well, if they know how good our products is, it's going to be easier for them to sell them as well, too. But in the reality, all we care about is that they're, that they're fine, that they're doing well. Right, and that that they're that they're taking care of. Right, that's what Starbucks says. Like, you take care of your employees, and and your employees take care. Your employees will take care of your of your uh, of your customers. I mean, Absolutely. they have health right? insurance, and right? Then, and then there's that whole aspect, right? Like, there's a whole philosophy of like, it's not the customers always right. It's 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 your it's your employees are always right. For sure, you know <laughs> that, like that gets like that's that. all. We can go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> you know how many people? You know, especially in the health and wellness space, right? They look at trainers. They look at people that work for them as almost like interchangeable. Ah, yes. Right? Yes. And then what happens? Right? It's all a trickle down system. Yep. 
So if I treat my employee a certain way, right, if I look at them as kind of expendable, if I treat them that way and I speak to them that way, well, how do you think your members are going to be treated by your employees? Yep. They're going to be treated the same exact way. Yep. Right? So it's a trickle-down system. Yeah. So I always said the way you want the customer experience to be, you have to mirror that to be the employee experience. Yep. And if you value your employees, you put them alongside you, You they share your values, yep. and you help them live it every day, well, guess what? They're going to take ownership, and they're going to go live that experience with your members. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and they, but it's they, a lost art. But they, they basically build your business for you. 100%. Because I can tell you how many times Baldo has said exact verbatim stuff that I've said. And vice versa. And when you have that team effort. And now we see Aaron. With it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, right? Because you're literally practicing what you're preaching. And and you want people to buy into what you're doing because those are the people that get up in the morning and open up for you. Those are the yeah. people that close at night. That's the brick and mortar. Online, you're going to learn that you can't do everything by yourself. No. And you're going to have to build a team that you have to work with. And what happened is when if I go to, like, because like I said, we're brick and mortar. If I go to another business and I go enough and I see turnover amongst the staff i'm like what is this owner doing mm. why is he not treating their employees correctly or why do they always want to leave you know i look at the places that that employee's been there for 20 years like they live that right they love it my heb i love heb because those people wear their badges mm. 18 years employment with pride one of the best experiences i had was at a i forget the name of it but it was a restaurant in new orleans and it was like an italian restaurant and all the waiters had been there for 20 plus years. Yep. Right? And so you look at them, the waiter could practically be the owner the way yeah. they acted, right? So when you have your employees take ownership, it's not that you can sit back and rest on that, but it enhances your ability to do more and grow, right? Now you can think about, okay, this is taken care of because I've taken care of my team. I've invested in my team and my team's got this. Okay, now what's the next project? Versus just like what happens is people get so scared of investing in their team that their team's going to up and leave them. It's like a scarcity yeah. mindset. And you see that happen a lot in the health and wellness space, especially in the CrossFit space, you know, because that has happened. Um, but one of I'll use one of my guys, for example. He, he owns a gym in Queens, New York. And he came to me, and it was right before the pandemic hit. Um, no, it was like, yeah, it was like right before the pandemic hit. We started talking about uh, some of the things that I was working on. And he's a good friend of mine. And then pandemic hit, he got shut down. So he's like, dude, I'm going to take you up on it. I just need some coaching. And we basically worked on him, not even his business. We worked on him. We worked on his habits, his routines, just the stuff that needed, that he was neglecting. And then he started to level up and see, whoa, there's so much magic here. Yeah. And then he started to pour into his team and he started to teach them about their own habits, their own routines. And he started to give them all these little like uh, development tools. He made more money locked down than he made when he was open. He just sent me his numbers and he was his um, his numbers were up 31 percent from January to February in 2021. And he's not even at full capacity, right? So when you invest in your teams and you invest in your people, that's a, there's an ROI there, right? And you can't have a scarcity mindset when operating your business 
or else you're going to end up running it by yourself. I agree completely. <laughs> well, the thing about it is that that's, that's the most expensive thing you can do is train employees, right? Over and over, over and over it's again. It's the worst. Lost time. Yeah. You're taking time from yourself. Because you're working twice. You're having to take your time to go do that. And yep. they're not doing it well because they don't know how to do it yet. And so then you're missing the opportunity of, you know, of, of, of maximizing the, what you can do. So there's like not only is it costing you money to train someone else, but you're also like losing time and money because you're not maximizing what you can do. Yeah. So, uh, until you get them to that point, then obviously that's how you freaking scale. Yeah. But, but yeah, you take your time with them, right? Yeah. Like and and, and uh, John Maxwell is another one. Right? I like, love him. Like yeah. right, like love that. People guy. don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's the most important. Well, thing. one of the things he said was like you can't impact people from far away. I can impress you, right? I can impress you from far away, but I need to be up close, right? I don't want to, and I don't want to impress you. I want, I want to walk with you. And that right yeah, there was like, true. oh, like that, I took that. You know, it's like, I want to impact you. I want to walk with you. I don't want to impress you. And that's a huge thing to think about when you're in the online space. Well, and yeah. that's what society is today. It's all about impressing this and impressing that yeah. and this picture, this. And like, I did this and I went here and I ate this and it was like, can we like sit down and have dinner together? Yeah, why? Right. <laughs> I had to cross that. I, you know, I thought about crossing that line when I got into the online space. I thought it was like, let me go travel to create content so I can create this laptop lifestyle and you know show coaches that they can do the same thing. Well, th I realized one, that's not who I am, right? That's not authentic to me, right? But two, they actually didn't want that. No. Yeah, no. They didn't no. want that. All that did was make them feel bad about what they don't have. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so I went the other way. I was like, let me show them I'm at 5.30 in the morning in my journal. Yeah. You know, I'm doing my, I'm doing this. I'm going. I'm literally going to do fire and ice. Let me show them the actual things that I'm doing that are the unsexy stuff. Yeah. Right? And it's like, oh, all of a sudden that is what clicked. Yeah. That felt more authentic than me being in, you know, Tulum. Yeah. Yeah. God, I mean, yeah, well, the thing about it is that you're in when you are in Tulum, you're not enjoying that, right? Because no. you're like, well, I need to post this picture and I do, on, and I'm just like, you're not but present. You're, but you're in Tulum, like, yeah, man. Enjoy Tulum. <laughs> <laughs> take a, take like one or two pictures and then you're yeah, good, right? for yeah. sure. I love it, man. There's so many good nuggets here. I, yeah. I, I, I you swear. guys are great, man. No, you're, you're, we I, can do this all day. We could yeah. do this all day. We always say uh, for the good ones, we definitely need to do have a part two. Yeah. And so I would say we have a part two with you Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Uh, not to say the other ones weren't great, but this is obviously a wealth of knowledge and information. So I appreciate it. Uh, if you're not convinced by now uh, that you know maybe you should talk to James or not. Uh, you should be, but if, uh, if you want to find them, where would they find you, James? Two places. Uh, Instagram is one of the best places to connect with me. I love, uh, and you're not going to talk to my virtual assistant. You're going to talk to me. <laughs> uh, so James P. Quigley on Instagram, or just shoot me an email on uh, jpquigley02 at gmail.com. That's awesome, Sweet. man. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you, guys. This was awesome. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. We also have a brand new online workout community called Online Workout Badasses, where we have three donation-based Zoom workout classes a week and an amazing community of people who are all working to be healthier together. Please join below in the show notes. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more about Flabs to Fitness at www.flabstofitness.com.